reward than doing it for money. Okay, I said, giving in to her before she pushed me in. What time? Mom looked away from me for a moment and stared over at War Chief, my Uncle Will's Indian pony who was grinding his chunky yellow teeth. He was working up a sweat from scratching his itchy side back and forth against the rough bark on a prickly oak. About a month ago, my uncle visited us when he got a pass from the Army. He used to work for the county road department, and for kicks, he had painted big orange and white circles with reflective paint all over War Chief's hair. He said it made War Chief look like he was getting ready to battle General Custer. But War Chief was only battling the paint, which wouldn't wash off, and it had been driving him crazy. Mom said the Army had turned her younger brother, Will, from being a nice kid to being a confused jerk. Earlier, the pony had been rubbing himself against the barbed wire around the turkey coop, but the long-necked turkeys got all riled up and pecked his legs. It had been so long since a farrier had trimmed War Chief's hooves that he hobbled painfully around the yard like a crippled ballerina. It was sad. If my uncle gave me the pony, I'd take really good care of him. But he wouldn't give him up. Miss Volker will need you there at six in the morning, Mom said casually but you said you were welcome to come earlier, if you wanted. Six, I cried. I don't even have to get up that early for school. And now that I'm on my summer vacation, I want to sleep in. Why does she need me so early? She said she has an important project with a deadline, and she'll need you as early as she can get you. I lifted my binoculars back toward the movie. The Japanese were snaking through the low palmettos toward the last few Marines on Wake Island. One of the young Marines was holding a prayer book and looking toward heaven, which was a sure Hollywood sign he was about to die with a slug to a vital organ. Then the scene cut to a young Japanese soldier aiming his sniper rifle, which looked just like mine. Then the film cut back to the young Marine, and just as he crossed himself with the father, son, and holy, bang, he clutched his heart and slumped over. Yikes, I called out. They plugged him. Is that a war movie? Mom asked sharply, pointing toward the screen and squinting as if she were looking directly into the flickering projector. Not entirely, I replied. It's more of a love war movie. I lied. It was totally a war movie, except for when the soon-to-be-dead Marines talked about their girlfriends. But I threw in the word love because I thought she wouldn't say what she said next. You know I don't like you watching war movies, she scolded me with her hands on her hips. All that violence is bad for you. Plus, it gets you worked up. I know, Mom, I replied with as much huffiness in my voice as I thought I could get away with. I know. Do I need to remind you of your little problem, she asked. How could I forget? I was a nosebleeder. The moment something startled me, or whenever I got overexcited or spooked about any little thing, blood would spray out of my nose holes like dragon flames. I know, I said to her, and instinctively swiped a finger under my nose to check for blood. You remind me of my little problem all day long. You know the doctor thinks it's a sign of a bigger problem, she said seriously. If you have iron-poor blood, you may not be getting enough oxygen to your brain. Can you just leave, please? Don't be disrespectful, she said, reminding me of my manners. But I was already obsessing about my bleeding nose problem. When Dad's old Chevy truck backfired, I showered blood across the sidewalk. When I fell off the pony and landed on my butt,
my nose spewed blood down over my chest. At night, if I had a disturbing dream, then my nose leaked through the pillow. I swear, with the blood I was losing, I needed a transfusion about every other day. Something had to be wrong with me. But one really good advantage about being dirt poor is that you can't afford to go to the doctor and get bad news. Jack, my mom called and reached forward to poke my kneecap. Jack, are you listening? Come into the house soon. You'll have to get to bed early now that you have morning plans. Okay, I said, and felt my fun evening leap off a cliff as she walked back toward the kitchen door. I knew she was still soaking the dishes in the sink, so I had a little more time. Once she was out of sight, I turned back to what I had been planning all along. I lifted the binoculars and focused in on the movie screen. The Japanese hadn't quite finished off all the Marines, and I figured I'd be a Marine too and help defend them.